In more senses than the merely geographical, Canada enjoys looking down on the United States. It is a psychological trade often made by nations damned to live alongside mighty neighbours. That rowdy mob on the other side of the border may make more noise and get more attention, but we are better, nobler and nicer. The country that comforts itself thus is not always wrong, and Canada is, by and large, altogether pleasant, but it's not always right, either. In recent days, Canada has discovered that it is not entirely immune from the Yahoo politics that Canada loftily disdains whenever it manifests in the United States. Canada's sleepy capital, Ottawa, has been besieged by a convoy of honking, throbbing, growling trucks whose honking, throbbing, growling drivers are enraged by COVID-19 vaccine mandates which would require Canadian truck drivers returning from the US, as Canadian truck drivers very often do, to quarantine upon every return home if they have chosen to remain unjabbed. It is fair to say, however, that among the truckers are those motivated by what might be charitably described as broader concerns. The Confederate flag has been hoisted by some who appear confused about which country they're in, and about quite a lot else besides, and others have raised the swastika, though it remains an open question whether they're for or against what it represents. I need to know what a white supremacist looks like. Are you, are you a white supremacist, sir? Yes, I am a white supremacist. Oh! All right. There you go. Audaciously spelled and punctuated placards declare the familiar findings of those who have done their own research that we are being surreptitiously implanted with 5G tracking devices by our Illuminati overlords who are themselves merely the traitorous cat's paws of the shape-shifting alien lizards from a parallel dimension who secretly manipulate human destiny and so interminably and absurdly forth. Uh, breaker 1-9, this here's a rubber duck. You got a copy on me, big fan, come on. The protest is called the Freedom Convoy by its participants. It is being called other things by the people of Ottawa, many of those things bracing contradictions of Canada's reputation as a bastion of painstaking politeness. The capital citizens have reported manifold instances of harassment, abuse, assault, vandalism and general antisocial behaviour by the protesters, including clowning around on the National War Memorial. We witnessed the desecration of cherished monuments, displays of hate symbols, and all types of bad behavior that have taken away the freedom of our residents to live without fear. People have had the opportunity to voice their frustration against government policy, but as the old saying goes, uh, they've worn out their welcome. The disorder was sufficient that Canada's Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, who has recently tested positive for COVID-19 himself, was relocated from his usual residence for security reasons. Comparisons have been made to the mob of cosplaying hooligans who invaded the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. in January last year. And though the truck drivers have not, as of this broadcast, perpetrated any large-scale organised violence, the energy is a similar mix of self-pity and self-indulgence. We're looking for freedom. We're looking for freedom. That's the only thing. I cannot tolerate to see any longer because... We're, we're, not, we're not living like we should be. It is wrong to have masks. 
because children can breathe God-given fresh air. It is important to note, however, that the Freedom Convoyers are a tiny minority, not only among Canadians, but among Canadian cross-border truck drivers. Of the 120,000 who come and go between Canada and the US regularly, roughly 90% are fully vaccinated, an actually somewhat higher figure than among the Canadian population generally. Doubtless for this reason, Justin Trudeau has felt empowered to take a firm stand, declaring that he would not meet with the truckers and dismissing their conspirazoid superstitions in refreshingly bracing terms. Yes, the concerns are not new, not surprising, but are a continuation of what we've unfortunately seen in disinformation and misinformation online, conspiracy theorists about microchips, about you know, God knows what else that go with the tinfoil hats. Nevertheless, there are those who have perceived mileage in embracing the freedom convoyers. Some on the other side of the border are very much the usual suspects, those American politicians for whom any protest in any cause by any means raised against a liberal politician is to be applauded. That's true. The Canadian truckers, you've been reading about it, who are resisting bravely these lawless mandates are doing more to defend American freedom than our own leaders by far. And we want those great Canadian truckers to know that we are with them all the way. They are. They've really shown something. But intriguingly and or depressingly, a few Canadian politicians have thought it worth giving this particular nest of wasps a couple of encouraging pokes. The deputy leader of Canada's opposition Conservative Party, Candace Bergen, no relation, etc., has praised the protesters as passionate, patriotic and peaceful. The leader of the opposition, Erin O'Toole, has sought to leverage the protests as a means of presuming to speak for all Canadians who believe that continued COVID-19 strictures are overreaching. O'Toole has met with the Freedom Convoyers, though this was widely interpreted as a nothing-to-lose move by someone whose hold on his job had reached the fingernails in doorframe stage. As of this broadcast, the truckers are still besetting Ottawa and blockading the US-Canada border crossing near Coutts in Alberta, causing considerable disruption, including too many other truck drivers. And Trudeau is maintaining his hard line. It is an experiment in staring down populist dissent that will be keenly watched worldwide by those hoping Trudeau succeeds and those hoping he doesn't. For Monocle 24, I'm Andrew Miller.